What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Hebrews podcast. Uh, My name is Pastor Ross. I have the pleasure of being the middle school pastor at our Battlefield campus, and we'll be reading in Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. This is what it says. This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice and king of Salem means king of peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. And so Hebrews chapter 7 opens up really to uh, in the middle of a thought. Uh, So we're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 6, read the last verse, and really see what the author is speaking about here. So Hebrews chapter 6 verse 20 says, Jesus has already gone in there for us. Uh, In there, he's talking about the inner sanctuary of God. And so the author says, Jesus has gone into God's inner sanctuary in order to speak on our behalf. He's talking about Jesus being the perfect high priest, the one who goes to God for us, speaks for us, intercedes uh, for us. That's one of Jesus's roles eternally as he is in heaven with God. He says, he has become, Jesus has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So we see this name Melchizedek being brought up. And the question that immediately comes to my mind is who is Melchizedek? Who is Melchizedek? Who is he that resembles the son of God? And in his order, Jesus is a high priest. So the author is saying Jesus is a high priest, just like Melchizedek. Well, let's find out what exactly that means. And we see the story of Melchizedek. I say story. It's four verses. But we see an encounter that Abraham has with Melchizedek in Genesis fourteen seventeen. This is what it says. After Abraham returned from defeating Keldor Lamer and the kings that were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in Shaveth Valley, that is the king's valley. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, for he was a priest of God Most High. He blessed Abraham and said, Abraham is blessed by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has handed over your enemies to you. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. Okay, so we have four verses to break down and figure out who is Melchizedek and how does this relate to Jesus? Well, the context of what's going on to Abraham is Abraham is called uh, in the Old Testament, called by God and told to go to a land where God would show him. Uh, Eventually, Abraham arrives in Canaan, but he doesn't go into the land because there are already people in Canaan. Um, Matter of fact, the Israelites, God's people, uh, will not go into Canaan until more than six generations later when Moses leads them uh, out of Egypt, out of slavery, 
into the promised land. Matter of fact, Moses doesn't even get to go in, but that's a whole nother story for another time. Uh, but Abraham gets to Canaan. Uh, he doesn't go into the land. It's not time for that yet. He's having some uh, wild adventures uh, and eventually his nephew Lot gets captured uh, and Abraham goes to rescue Lot. He gets into a, a battle uh, with these kings that have um, kidnapped Lot and Abraham is victorious. He defeats this group of kings. Uh, and so then after the battle is over, Melchizedek comes out. He is the king of Salem uh, and he comes out and blesses Abraham. And now the interesting thing is that Melchizedek, king of, of Salem, Salem is really the place that eventually will become Jerusalem, where God's people uh, will live. The word Salem means peace or completeness. Uh, and so Melchizedek is called the king of, of the place of peace. So he's the king of peace uh, in Salem, in Canaan. And so Melchizedek, who not only is a king, but he is also a priest, a high priest to the people uh, because of that, his relationship with God, he is able to bless Abraham and tell Abraham that God himself has given Abraham the victory over these kings. And so in this moment, Melchizedek is, is uh, a king. He is a high priest to his people. And in this moment, he's a high priest for Abraham. Now, Genesis provides no other details about the identity of Melchizedek, doesn't explain how a Canaanite king came to become a priest uh, of God. We don't know how he met God or learned about God. We don't know anything about that. But interestingly enough, just uh, as the author of Hebrews mentions, Melchizedek does not appear in any genealogy that we have in the Bible. So we don't know his father. We don't know his mother. We don't know any of his children. We don't know any of his ancestors. And the author of Hebrews says Melchizedek has no beginning or end to his life. Now, there's some different thoughts about what this means, um, but what I what I think is going on is the author is saying not not that Melchizedek is eternal, but it is like Melchizedek is eternal. And so Jesus is in the order, in the style, in the in the the frame of Melchizedek in that Jesus is eternal. He lives forever and so the author of Hebrews is going to eventually make the point that Melchizedek is greater than Abraham. So remember, the author of Hebrews is speaking to a Jewish audience. And so for them to hear that someone, a human, is greater than Abraham, the father of their faith, would have been shocking to them. But again, at the continuing theme of Hebrews is that Jesus is greater. So the author is going to say uh, Melchizedek is, is greater than Abraham and Jesus is in the order of Melchizedek in that he is eternal king and eternal high priest. Now, we don't know truly whether or not Melchizedek uh, died or, or was born. We don't really know. We don't have too much in our Bible, too much information about uh, what happened to Melchizedek. But the author saying as though Melchizedek never uh, died, Jesus truly will never die. He will live forever. And so Melchizedek is the picture, but Jesus is the real thing. He's the real king, the high priest who lives forever. 
And so practically that works uh, out for us, I think, through this text in two different ways. Number one is we can be confident that we can always connect with God because Jesus is our eternal high priest. Jesus is the one that goes to God for us. Sitting at the right hand of God, he is speaking on our behalf, interceding for us, talking to God about us and for us. And so we can connect to God because of Jesus's position as king, divine son and high priest. Nothing will stop us from getting to God because Jesus says that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. He is the way to the Father. If we have a relationship with Christ, we have access to God. And that's great news. You know, when things are, uh, when God feels far away and we're tempted to believe that lie that he is not within reach, we can say, hey, through my relationship with Christ, I know that I can connect to God. He's speaking to God right now for me. I can connect to God because of what Jesus did. His life, his death on the cross has made it possible for me to connect with God. He's my high priest forever. And that's great news. And then, two, I'm just uh, so enthralled, so uh, focused on this encounter between Melchizedek and Abraham. Think about it. Four verses, but it's powerful what happens. Abraham just won a a dramatic battle uh, in a rescue mission to go rescue his nephew. Uh, Just imagine, and I'm speaking hypothetically here, but imagine he just rushes back home. He's got his nephew and, and his friends. He's rescued them. They're celebrating and they go on his way. You know, Abraham might have been tempted to think that he had won this battle on his own strength. But after the battle is over, when he's finished, he stops. And because of that, he has this God-ordained moment that he is blessed by Melchizedek, high priest of the one true God. And through this, these four verses, Abraham and Melchizedek, we're blessed as well. Because Abraham recognizes God's power in his offering. And we know that he believes what Melchizedek is saying that, hey, God's given you this victory. He believes that Abraham believes that because he gives a tithe back to God an offering to say, thank you, God, for giving me this victory. And God's placed this encounter with Melchizedek in the Bible, in Abraham's story for us to look back on and learn something about the character of God, that Jesus is our high priest. Then I just have a question for you and a question for me as we finish up today. Have you ever been tempted to claim victory for something in your life that really you should be giving glory to God for delivering you the victory of the victory from the victory in? I'm tempted to steal glory from God all the time, pat myself on the back and say, good job, Ross, and accept praise from other people. But is there something in your life that's happened that's been positive, that's been an accomplishment, that's been uh, something amazing? And maybe you said, yeah, I did that. My own strength, I accomplished that. But maybe the truth is that really isn't something that God has delivered for you. And you need to slow down and acknowledge God's presence and power in your life. And I believe if you do that, just like Abraham, you will be blessed when we slow down. And we really think back and say, yeah, God, I see how you did that, how you secured the victory for me. And you thank him and acknowledge him. I believe we'll be blessed through that. And so that's a question for me uh, as well as for you. Just something I think we can think about from the story. Slow down and give God the glory. Don't fall into the temptation to 
pat ourselves on the back or to congratulate ourselves for something that God has done in our life, something that he has given us victory in or over. And so that's just uh, two practical points from Hebrews 7, 1 through 3. I hope it's been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing to me. And I hope you all have a great day and join us next time as we continue our Hebrews podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.